You're listening to At Large, a podcast brought to you by China US Focus, presented and produced by me, James Chow. Episode 10 recorded on August 1st, 2018. Thanks for joining me for a new episode of At Large, where I explore the China-United States relationship and I go further to look at the nuanced dynamics within to see how this is reshaping the global geopolitics all around us. Today, I'm in Rome in Italy. A couple of hours ago, I was driving past the Chinatown here in Rome and to see what it was like. It's largely shops and businesses which are owned by Chinese, but at least from the facade from the outside. It's not like the Chinatowns where I grew up in London or the Chinatowns over in the United States. They're richly decorated, which are so representative of the ancestral homes where the people that live and work there originally came from and are now calling these cities and these countries their homes today. I talk about that because there was a story today about Chinatown in New York City's Manhattan that has really come out in the news in a different way and really shows what the Chinese are doing in America as well. An artist called Chen Dongfan who moved to New York in 2014 and now lives between New York and Hangzhou in China where he comes from has spent eight days at the invitation of New York City's transportation department and a project called Chinatown Partnership to recolor one of the main streets in Chinatown called Doi Street. Chinatown in New York is so rich in the stories it holds and offers to us today. Doi Street in particular was the home of the very first Chinese language theatre in the late 19th century and it stayed there for almost 20 years. And then later on it became the scene of some of the most violent crimes in the United States. Chen Longfan is originally from Hangzhou and he spent eight days transforming Doi Street, which is 61 meters long. And not only that, it's shaped so uniquely in the way that it bends and twists and turns. This provided him with an extraordinary canvas to work off. And this is what he said in an interview this week about what he then created. This street has a history of more than 100 years, and I tried to use painting to portray this street. It's a pretty difficult task. The name of the work is The Song of Dragon and Flowers. Like its literal meaning, I believe dragons and flowers represent Chinatown's spirits. Herb Tam was born in Hong Kong and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area. He has a background in graphic design and today he is the curator and director of exhibitions at the Museum of Chinese in America in New York City. He talked about why Doi Street was selected and why it really is so important and meaningful in its own way. I think Doi's is very um, symbolic of Chinatown. Um, you know, for some reason, I think it has to do with the, the curve, the interesting shape of it. And, um, you know, it's also stood the test of time in a lot of ways. Like a lot of the kind of old feel of Chinatown is still there. 
Doy Street is home today to a dim sum restaurant that's been there for many, many years. And it's also home to barbers, to hair salons, and also to a post office that's going to be renamed later this year for Mabel Lee. Mabel Lee is the first Chinese woman known to have earned a PhD at Columbia University, but she's so well known amongst the Chinese, particularly in Chinatown, for what she did for its people. And if you remember, its people came over not being able to speak English and therefore with a very limited capacity to earn a living, to improve their lives, to live the American dream for themselves. But what she did is that she opened up classes, community classes where they could learn and acquire new skills like carpentry, like other vocational skills. And what she also did for women as a whole in 1917, the pro-suffrage parade, she marched down those streets in New York City, leading a Chinese-American delegation. So that post office at number six Doris Street will be renamed for her later in the year. In fact, it'll be called the Mabel Lee Memorial Post Office, and that's being passed by the US House of Representatives. But of course, there was a lot of crime as well, and that's what people like Mabel Lee had to contend with. Herb Tam talks about that troubled part of its history and how it's reshaped the community into what it is today. There were, um, you know, different... Uh, tongs or associations that were uh, rivals and um, you know there are a few incidents that kind of uh, uh, sparked a lot of violence. One witness to that crime is the Chinese theatre that was there from the late 1800s through to the early part of the 21st century and there was a man there called Joseph Singleton. Doesn't sound Chinese, but he was. In fact, he was a Sunday school teacher. He adopted Western-style dress. And when he moved over to America, he really adopted a European culture to try and assimilate into his new home. Joseph Singleton used the Chinese theater in Chinatown to host a benefit that was really the first of its kind. It was to aid the victims of the Kanishnia program, which was in its simplest an anti-Jewish riot in what was then part of the Russian Empire, but is today the biggest city in the capital of Moldova, where thousands of Jewish homes were ransacked and destroyed, and where many members of the Jewish community were killed. The Jewish and Chinese communities in Manhattan had lived side by side for some time, but this benefit at the theatre was probably the first, if not the first, publicly recorded event where they came together to protect their own. I think the story of Chinatown speaks so much to the trouble of the past, but also it speaks to the hope of the present. And if you get a chance to go to Doris Street, Chanung Fan's art installation is there for a couple of months up until November. You can see it over there. It's designed not only to bring colour to one stretch of 61 metres at the heart of Chinatown, but it's also part of a wide initiative called Chinatown Partnership that was set up in 2006 to really rally businesses and residents together to revitalise the area after the tragedy of September 11th, 2001. 
I'm James Chow. It's been great speaking with you, and we'd love to hear from you. We're over on Twitter and Facebook at China US Focus. You can also tag me at James Chow. Otherwise, we'll be back with you for more stories at the same time next week.